Hello, people, and thank you for joining me and my friends on the Game Files podcast. My name is Matthew, and I will be hosting discussions on all things dice throwing, button mashing, page turning, and screen viewing from the past, present, and future of those things that occupy our spare time. Welcome back to the Game Files podcast. I am your host, Optimus Prime, also known as Matthew, and today we have a great show. First off, we will introduce our guests. We have the Cobra Commander, Radis. Hello, hello. I'm glad to be here. Looking forward to this topic, actually. And joining us again, we have Leader One, also known as Mad Marty. Great to be here, guys. And finally, the Wacky Wall Walker, also known as the lovely Bewitched. Thank you for having me back. All right. So today, if you kind of didn't get a little bit of the clues, uh, we are going to be talking about our childhood toys. Now, we're going to focus a little bit more because uh, that can be, again, a crazy six, eight hour podcast if you wanted to do that. Um, but we're going to narrow it down more towards the cartoon style of toys, right? So whether the cartoons came first and then the toy line came or the toy line came and then they created the, the cartoon, one way or another, it doesn't matter. We played with our toys and we love them. We'll go ahead and get this kicked off. I'll just tell a quick story. You know, when I was a little kid, I loved toys, but I didn't have very many of them. This is going to be an ongoing theme as we continue doing these podcasts that I lived in a 10 house neighborhood surrounded by cornfield, uh, forest preserve, and airport property, right? So kind of a, you know, uh, we'll say river rat neighborhood. I guess that's the best way to say it. Uh, most of my toys were sticks, rocks, and sand. But, you know, I did have opportunities to get toys and uh, occasionally. Um, and when I did, I would play with them until uh, they were bleached by the sun because I played outside because I was an 80s kid. So um, first question for you guys, and we'll kind of get this rocking and rolling. So uh, when you were, you know, we're looking back at the 80s and 90s and all that kind of stuff. So we'll just get it started off with favorite. So favorite, your favorite toy that was based off of a cartoon. So Radis, do this. Favorite individual toy would probably be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles blimp. Oh, nice. Uh, yep. It was just kind of cool because you had to actually blow up the blimp. So it was actually a balloon. Had the little detachable cart underneath the bottom that you could put your TMNT in it. A little handle so you could fly it around. Um, I played a ton with that toy. Um, and it was just different because it was easily also you could deflate it and put it away. So that could travel as well. Whereas, like, the G.I. Joe toys didn't travel as well because when you've got a toy that's almost as big as you are, it's hard to convince a parent to say, hey, can I take this to Grandma and Grandpa's? But that toy with several figs traveled quite a bit between my house, cousins' houses, and all of that. So that was nice. probably, my favorite, probably my favorite line of toys, too, was just the, the craziness that the TMNT line did. Um, of course, that was a little bit later in the 80s. But overall, those are the ones that I probably played with the most. Nice. So, Marty, what about you? I can't recall having a specific favorite toy growing up, but my favorite toy line was probably Transformers. Actually, is Transformers, um, with uh, Mask being a very close second. Uh, but we'll discuss that more as we get uh, deeper into the show. Sure. All right. Bewitched, what is your favorite toy from your childhood based on a cartoon? Based on a cartoon. So my or favorite spawn the cartoon. <laughs> okay. So my favorite Correct. toy growing up um, 
I guess a little bit of background. You were saying you don't, you didn't really have much when you were a kid, but um, my parents tried very hard to, you know, give us as much as we could. Like we weren't, you know, super rich, but we weren't, you know, super poor either. We're kind of in the middle. But my favorite toy was um, Rainbow Bright. And I had Rainbow Bright and her horse Starlight and the little sprite that went with us. And, and they all kind of went together. That Those are my, my favorites. Nice. So for me personally, it's a kind of a it's kind of a mixed bag when you break it down. Um, but overall, I'd probably say my favorite toy as a child uh, would have been the Battle Damage Skeletor, right? So from the He-Man line, I was never able to get the original Skeletor, which is what I wanted. You know, he's a creepy dude with you know skull face and all that stuff. Um, but there was a, a a line down the road that had uh, one where he had a chest plate. That if you ran, I mean, basically if you pushed it, but the idea was if a sword went across it, it would flip over to the next rung, and that next rung would have like a slash across it. And then if you did it again, it'd flip again, and there'd be another slash. Uh, There was a He-Man toy for that as well. I think those might have been the only two. Um, I didn't do a whole lot of research on that because, you know, we're talking about our memories, not what the history of toys Um, If you want to see that, there is a a Netflix show called The Toys That Made Us, which I do recommend it. Um, Netflix, you can send us the check later. But anyways, um, yeah, it was just that Skeletor toy because it was just different at the time. Those toys were relatively high quality. I would call them high quality, right? They lasted through a lot of stuff. Oh, Um, yeah. Unless you broke the rubber band between their legs, which that's a whole other story. But yeah, that would be my, my favorite toy, right, growing up. And and. There's a lot more to it, and I can go on and on about my uncle coming over and playing He-Man with me and, like, my neighbor, uh, uh, who's again, is a bit older than I am, but coming over and us playing with He-Man figures and those kinds of things. Um, but, yeah, definitely loved the 80s toys. You know, they were great. Now, to kind of go along with the, you know, the, the, the toy lines, right? So most of these toys, I would say that and based on you know watching some shows and whatnot they they talk about how the toys would always try to be in tandem with comic books or later on cartoons like they it became a thing right so the cartoon they wanted to make that ultra popular so that kiddos would want to buy all these toys or want their parents to buy the toys and some were more popular than others you know he-man of course was one of note tmnt comes up a lot gi joe transformers and you know now there's like the resurgence of a lot of these oldie old timey toys um that you know there's modern versions of them so and i mean i even heard about he-man uh, kevin smith i guess is producing or directing or doing something with the new he-man show that's going to be on netflix so i mean they're not going to die anytime soon and it's like 40 years later which is kind of awesome so with the with your favorite toys, right? And this this is more of a plural type thing. Which show did you like to uh, watch and emulate with your toys the most? Like, what was your toy line of choice um, that you you'd watch that cartoon and you'd be like, man, I need to get that if possible. And then did you actually get it? Because I'll tell you right now, I didn't because I was poor. So <laughs> so we'll go around the table again. Radis. Uh, well, right back there with TMNT. Um, you know, there's part of me that wants to say GI Joe because I had a ton of GI Joes, but that never, I never really emulated the shows on it. And I don't think for me, the show never really pushed the toys and the toys never really pushed shows. I also think it was kind of just a, a timing thing on when GI Joe cartoons were on. 
Um, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If there was a character that introduced on that show, I was immediately looking for him at the stores, uh, whether it was uh, Baxter or um, obviously, you know, Rocksteady and Bebop. Um, and those toys, not only were there all the new characters, but every time you walk into Kmart or toys, uh, KB Toys, you know, there's like, hey, there's a Michelangelo. Hey, there's a Samurai Michelangelo. Hey, there's a pizza delivery Michelangelo. Uh, look, here's a Donatello with what, you know, it's just 40,000 different versions of all the, the, the four main turtles. Again, that Netflix show really touches on that really well. But that was the show. Um, I think that was a little bit later in the afternoon on Fox there in Rockford. So I watched that show every every afternoon that I could. Played with all the toys. I pretty much had everything. I had, you know, the van, the, the uh, like I said, the blimp earlier, all kinds of just different uh characters had the pizza shooter for a while um i even won at least one fig that i can remember from the fox kids club just name scrolling through and all of a sudden they never see my name but all of a sudden one day a package shows up from fox kids says happy birthday open it up i can't remember the character's name but it was the duck that looked like a world war ii pilot oh. it's duck. yeah ace yeah, duck that's hilarious so i got that from fox 2 kids club only thing I ever got from it. So I don't know if it's Fox Two, but it's Fox Kids Club. I was like, "Well, that was cool." So it was one more toy that just added to it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that was a show that I really followed. That's kind of awesome, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that one's probably worth like you know three hundred. Uh, it was or worth something. fifteen cents when it got sold <clears throat> in a, a garage sale. Yeah, but I, but that okay. seems to me to be almost like one of those more obscure ones, as mm-hmm. far as that goes. Well, uh, Ace Duck never appeared on the show except for one time. Yep. And he was a fictional character on the actual te- television set. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a sto- kind of a story behind it, but anyways. Yeah. So, so Marty, what about you? Okay. Um, even though Transformers is probably my overall favorite toy line, like I said, the uh, toy series Mask by Kenner, which stood for, uh, I believe it was Mobile Armored Strike Command. That's command with a K. Of course, they had those guys with the uh, with those power masks and these all these different varieties of vehicles. Yep, take them. And my coveted uh, toy was the Boulder Hill playset. Basically, it was the Good Guy Fortress, and nice. no, I never got it. And I wanted <laughs> to. Um, I wanted to say like a little sidebar. Um, you know, it's kind of funny because Radius was really into, say, Turtles. I never really was, at least for myself. But here's how it kind of worked. I was very fortunate growing up because I had a lot of kids that lived in the area. And it seemed like most kids had, like, one particular, like, a significant collection of a various series. Like, one kid, you know, I might not have had any G.I. Joes, but... Somebody else might have had a good set of G.I. Joes. Or I never had a lot of He-Man, but my buddy Marcus had a lot of He-Man. And then there was some of the more obscure toy lines, like uh, Brave Star, if you guys know who Brave Star was. Yep. And then uh, then there's the uh, very interesting Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future, which I'll talk about at some point. Um, but, uh, you know, I never really had that craving for that specific toy line because there was always somebody within five houses that had a pretty good collection of it. But yeah, my big, 
coveted prize, Boulder Hill, Boulder Hill play set. I never got, and I think those were pretty days. Yep. Those Mastoids were pretty cool too, because they were all a generic style vehicle that then did some kind of a superhero thing, whether it was the Thunderbird that could fly or the Jeep that could spit out the boat. I had a couple of those as well. Yeah. Those were cool toys. Awesome. So, Bewitched, what about you? I definitely feel like the girl in the group. Well, I mean, um, well, I, I, I am, I am the girl. Look, the you're, I you're, you're, this. Your plumbing is different than ours. Just saying. <laughs> so I do, I do vaguely remember um, getting into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a little bit, but I definitely wasn't nearly as into it as my brother. Um, for me, um, I don't remember any specific toy that I really wanted, but I did remember with you know Strawberry Shortcake. And all their toys came out. Um, I did have a strawberry shortcake, and I think I had—I um, can't remember what their name was—but it was a, a blueberry. Um, blueberry shortcake. <laughs> I think I think it was like berry blue. I think it was berry blue. But um, I wanted all of them because they all had a scent. I kind of just wanted to—I wanted to have all of them so I could have like the smell from each one of them. And I don't know why that was like the coolest thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, for me, that was that would be the one that I remember actually really wanting was the strawberry shortcake. Nice, that's pretty cool. So uh, for me personally, um, it would again, I, you know, we're probably most of us are following our, our thing except for you know Marty over there. Um, but for yeah, for me, it'd be He Man. So every major holiday and or birthday um i had grandparents that would give me uh money right i mean and and honestly a fair amount of that right so you know i would net anywhere from say 40 to 80 dollars depending on the holiday and depending on uh, if they forgot to buy a birthday present or something and they felt guilty, you know, that kind of thing. So they're like we're combining your present. Here's extra money, you know, which is cool. So um being uh, in the household that I grew up in, uh, all of the money I got, right, would go to, uh, my parents would hold on to it, and um, all of it but $5 would disappear. Now, later on in life, uh, I learned that my father was putting all of that into a savings account for college or whatever it ended up being. You know, he was being fiscally responsible, but I would have this $5, so I would take my $5, and uh, the next time we went to Kmart, because that's, that's pretty much where we went when I was a kid. It was the closest place. Um, I'd go down, that, go down that toy aisle, and I'd look for that next He-Man figure to buy. And He-Man figures back then were $4.99. Well, you know, there's this thing called sales tax that I didn't understand as like a five-, six-year-old kid. So I'd be, you know, I would grab the toy like this is the one I want. You know, it'd be like uh, many faces, right? So I'd have many faces in my hand. And I'm like, oh, mom, I want this, and she'd go, how much is it? I say, oh, it's it's four ninety nine, and she says, well, you have five dollars. Do you have enough to pay for the tax? Well, no. So my mom was gracious, right? She she put down the quarter, okay, and then there, then I would actually get the change after that. It'd be you know whatever six cents or whatever it was at the time, which was you know kind of a cute thing, right? And so that was kind of like my thing. I would always you know so basically like you know three times a year, right? So for for us it would be my birthday, uh, Christmas season, and then um, because of my my grandma and grandpa. 
um, like right around like the, I'm trying to think if it was, I'm pretty sure it was like the Easter time. They'd give us like, you know, so a little bit of money. It was just kind of their thing. They'd give us a card with some money in it. And so basically three times a year I got figures. So for three years, I collected a total of about eight or nine total He-Man figures. Most of them lost their legs because, you know, I'm a kid and do things like that. But Did you take out the rubber band? Well, you know, so again. You know the it's like taking out their spine. Oh, it is. It is because you can't, you can't fix it. I mean, you can glue the legs on, but they're not going to move anymore. Um, but what would end up happening is I, I play with toys outside. And when you leave them in the sun, uh, they get heated and frozen and whatever. And that rubber, rubber band, it sounds so weird saying this, but the rubber band between their legs uh, would get uh, brittle and would just snap, even if you weren't pulling them or doing whatever. And, I mean, we tried all kinds of surgeries with actual rubber bands and different things, but, you know, Doc McStuffins just wasn't wasn't around at that time, so we couldn't fix the fix our characters as much. But what I also loved about those toys is you, you could pull their arms off, right? They just pop right off. And we would, like, switch their arms around so you'd have, like, many faces with Skeletor's arms or Moss Man with... Uh, 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 Stratos's arms or whatever it ends up being, and it, it to me that was just you know part of the creativity and the imagination of of, of a kid, also our destructiveness. Um, but that's that's kind of why I love playing with them. And, and again, it's you know good memories with my uncle, good memories with uh, my neighbor at that time, and just it was a, it was a great toy line. I wish I still had them, and I'm kind of like the victim uh, of the garage sale thing too, like. Eventually, they all got sold probably for like five, ten cents. I'm not saying they're worth a lot now because they were well played with, but you know, I could probably get at least a few bucks for them today, which I wouldn't because I would keep them. But yeah, so He Man is He Man was king for me. Uh, I played with a lot of the other lines, but but He Man was definitely king as far as that goes. Um, so you know, we're talking about all the different you know toy lines and different things like that, and uh, you know, we all have. That one toy, right, that we destroyed, got lost, broke, whatever. Tell us your stories so we can all cry around each other in comfort. Can I start? Yes, absolutely. What did your brother break? <laughs> uh, you know, I was not particularly rough on my toys. and At least I never tried to be. Um, I, I was not very neglectful when it came to them, but the two toys that I really wish I never broke, and they both broke in different ways. Uh, actually, there's actually a third in there, but uh, they're they were all Transformers. One was Jetfire. Oh, that was Jetfire was cool. Incredible toy. Very high quality uh, jet. You know, it's got the Robotech thing go, going on with it or whatever. Then another one was I had that a fully functional Skylynx. Oh, nice! So that was the you had the space shuttle bird thing, and then you had like the Lynx like uh, battle bottom feature that walked with batteries. And my brother actually had an Omega Supreme. Oh, but that one that was so many pieces, man. That's a that's a grown-up's toy, man. That's the kind that you assemble, you put it up on display, you don't play with that. Because <laughs> it's probably 30, 40 pieces, you know? And it's just aching to get lost or broken, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and when we broke a toy, it was just normal wear and tear. You know, it wasn't like I was blowing them up like Sid on Toy Story or something. <laughs> it just, <laughs> you know, battle wear and tear, man. Just like any old car you beat up. But uh, that's my story. Nice. Who wants to go next? I don't really have any stories of broken toys. I've like. I still have the Marty's oh, Immaculate. <laughs> no, I, I wish I would uh, be a much wealthier man at this point. Uh, no, I just, like I said, I guess just growing up and being raised the way that I was raised, you know, I took as best care as I can for my toys. So obviously, you know, toys break, but I just don't have any of that, you know, new toy in my hand for a week and it, I broke it or any memories like that. So I don't. I don't, that's the one I don't have growing up as an 80s kid, you know. And again, like Marty said, I didn't blow up anything for me. And it was a discipline thing going outside with toys. They came back inside because, you know, right. They, you know, as you said, it was $5 for a, a new fig. So, you know, when you're eight or nine, that's quite a bit of money. So, you know, parents trying to instill that into you. So, a toy went outside, made sure to come back inside so you don't lose it. Um, if it did get lost outside, it was gone and typically replaced if I could. But so you know, I, I, did, really... I, did, I did have a knack of freezing toys, like GI Joe's and stuff, and somebody that they had to rescue. You know, back before I realized that a Han Solo was a thing, I yeah. used to fill up Captain a cup America. Of water. I'd fill up a cup of water, stick the toy in there, and uh, put it in the freezer for a couple hours, and then it was uh, top <laughs> point. That's awesome. But, so, so bewitched. What, what, what destructive capabilities do you have with toys? So I don't remember anything really being destroyed. Um, I think I, I definitely did the, uh, the cliched, you know, cutting my Barbie's hair, <laughs> that kind of thing, drawing on their faces. You know, I was definitely the artistic kid. It was, you know, I had markers everywhere. Um, I remember having the little troll dolls and I would like, you know, brush their hair to the point that the whole ball of hair would just fall out. So I had a bunch of like bald trolls and yeah, they all just collected in my little toy box. And actually it wasn't really the toy box back then. We had like those, it was like a net that you put up in the, in the corner of your room. Like it would hang up in the corner. That's where all my toys were with all these little, you know. So so basically, you were like off. sleeping underneath all of these destroyed, like like yeah, hol- yeah, Holocaust mm-hmm. toys, like yep. that you were pretty much dealing with. Wow, I do remember seeing her victims hanging from the ceiling. Wow, <laughs> I do remember I had a a popple. I think it was like a white popple, and I put like makeup on it, like rouge, and it like stained the fur on it. You remember that too. I didn't. I didn't mean to destroy it. So, so speaking of popples, and we're going to kind of sidetrack here for a minute. So, um, this will be a segment that we call previously on the Game Files podcast. Uh, so, there was a somewhat of a challenge because I I hate uh, <laughs> the Animaniacs, right? And they, <laughs> and they just came out uh, with a new season on Hulu. Bewitched. I only have one episode left to watch. Yeah, but you still haven't explained to me what Popple talk well, is. Well, I, I will have no explain it. So, about. so what the challenge was is I had to watch the entire season, even though I hate it. Um, I do have to write a paper, so we will make that happen. And then, what show did that again? 
What's that? You should put himself up to that. I put my well. I basically just it was my challenge more more than anything okay, else. Okay, okay. Sounds like he secretly wanted to watch uh, Animaniacs. No, I really didn't, just and it's saying. been it's been really hard. If you, gonna, if, oh yeah, Anthony, just keep going. I'm sorry. No, if you like it, that's great. Um, so no, what it is is uh uh once I finish that and write this paper, uh, then Bewitched is going to sing the Star Spangled Banner with uh, in Popple Talk, which essentially what Popple Talk is is. Uh, just using a P sound at the beginning of every word. So that's going to be really fun to listen to. It's going to be great. More to come on that. So uh, going back to this, to the destruction of toys, um, I had... So I had a... Well, okay, so there's two. There's really two stories. It, it, I'm going back and forth with it. So I didn't, again, didn't have a lot of toys. Um, I loved... I loved uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers and you know obviously we've talked I've talked about He-Man enough but I was able to get my hands on uh, one well there were actually two Transformers but one of them I'd never seen before it was some like armadillo thing in an egg that would transform it was a it was a TM you know trademark Transformers toy I I'll have to look it up later but I had Soundwave and so Soundwave, right, has the tape deck, and you have the different cartridges that can come out. Um, and I had, and I'm now I'm forgetting his name, but the the like Black Panther, Ravage, uh, yeah, Ravage. So I had Ravage, and you know Ravage was fine, played with Ravage, um, but I eventually broke the front part of the tape deck off to the point where I couldn't fix it, and that actually kind of broke my heart a little bit because I, I mean, those toys were so awesome. I mean, they were metal, right? Like these things, yeah. like, and I mean, I don't mean like metal, like, but like they were, they were actually metal. It was awesome. And so that's one of them. Um, the other one is, is it's, you can argue and say that this is based off of a cartoon, but it wasn't. And I'm just going to throw it in there. Um, Star Wars toys. So, yeah. so I, and, and, and I, we'll talk about more of this, but we're talking about the destruction of a toy. Okay. So, so I'm just going to say this one. And that was, um, you know, you okay, so you had the uh, parachute trooper or the paratroopers that you would have those little cheapy ones. They cost like, you know, 10 cents or whatever it was back in the day. They had like a little toy soldier on it. They had the parachute. You'd throw it up. It'd work like twice, and then the, the lines would get tangled, and you'd never be able to use it again. Well, I got a great idea that I was going to take my Lando Calrissian toy, right, and I was going to use that as the guy instead. And he was – and this was in the winter – so I'm like, he is gonna he is gonna paratroop down to Hoth. And I threw him up in the air and a gust of wind hit it and it flew right onto my roof. But the thing about it is, is it fell on the roof in such a way there was a, so much snow on the roof that I couldn't find it. It fell like right into it. It was fluffy snow and it just was on there. So fast forward to summer, uh, I had forgotten about it. You know, I, you just do, kids forget about things. And uh, it was sometime in the middle of the summer. I had to get up on a ladder and clean the gutters. So I'm up there scooping. How old, it How old was I? Uh, my dad was scared of heights, so he never would go on a ladder. So he would make us little kids go up there because even if we fell, we were made of rubber. So yeah, no kids fell. So so you know, so you know, picture me being about six or seven years old. Um, that climbing on a ladder, scooping out the most disgusting things 
next to sewage, right? Because it's all decaying. There's worms up there somehow. There's, you know, it's gross, right? And I'm scooping through it, scooping through it. And, you know, I I grab something that is like, that's hard. And I'm like, Ugh. you know, like, what is this? Is it a, you know, a dead animal or something? Nope, it was Lando. And uh, he was bleached on one side <laughs> because of the sun. And I was just so, I was so distraught about it because even though like, you know, I was a kid and I forgot that he was even up there. Once you, once you found him again, it was that memory of like, I loved playing with this toy. Lando was awesome, man. He flew the Millennium Falcon. You know, he's awesome. (sighs) And he was destroyed. I kept him. Did you feel like you let Lando down? I did. I feel like I let him down a lot. So, you know, it was, it was just one of those things. And, you know, I, I wish Lando would come back. So, you know, <laughs> Billy D, you know, shout out to you. You know, keep rocking and rolling, man. But, but kind of going back, and we'll talk more about Star Wars toys when we do our Star Wars podcasts. Um, anyways, uh, so, you know, we, we've, got, we've got the toys we love. Uh, we've got toys we've destroyed. We've played with toys all the time and did things, you know, whatever. So I'm going to try to put people on the spot here a little bit and kind of get a little personal, right? So was there ever a time that you had an embarrassing moment with a toy? And I don't mean that kind of toy. This is a this is a family channel. At least this one is. <laughs> so Radis, you've done uh, something embarrassing. No, I embarrassed myself without accessories. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You know, like maybe you're playing with the toy a little too late in life and some people made fun of you or just anything, little thing like that. Anyway. Oh, no, I told him to shut up last week. So, <laughs> uh, Nice. <laughs> no, cause, again, because... And I'm going to caveat this a little bit and just saying, like, I think this group is... I don't want to say biased, but I think we're kind of that, that group that probably took care of our toys, didn't break it, had a lot of, you know, exposure and growing up, we probably all surrounded ourselves with friends that shared it. So from that, you know, embarrassing, I don't, I don't remember really playing with toys, like playing with them now, buying them to to have, I I still do that, but I don't play with them. Um, But I guess when I hit like 13 or 14 was really, about the, the time I'm, if I remember correctly, that the uh, garage sale incident happened. <laughs> Just I wasn't, you know, wasn't playing with them. They were taking up space, so they went in the garage sale. Um, I don't know. I think for me, just remember back, it was just kind of a switch. And uh, you know, younger is that you're, you know, you're with toys. So I don't ever, I don't remember ever having, you know, the meltdown. Oh, where is this toy? You know, where is my, you know, Luke Skywalker or thing? And, I didn't ever have the I broke my Wookiee in, uh, incident or anything like that. So I feel like these uh, are some repressed memories that are coming out as you're saying I no, never I'm, had, which means no. you had all of that. Yeah, no, I'm making a Simpsons reference, but that's okay. You, you know, I, I can kind of echo Raiders here. I don't ever really recall being embarrassed about playing with toys ever. Um, they kind of evolved their way out. My playing with toys kind of evolved its way out with the rise of nintendo yeah um so it really kind of kicked into high gear uh because i think uh, i was still doing a little you know fourth fifth grade here and there but sixth grade that was the year of my surgery and after 
surgery, being immobilized for three months. Playing video games is all I had. <laughs> so by then, it, it actually phased itself out. The only thing that I can say that even remotely comes close to what you're saying, Matthew, is I there was always a time when I did something kind of similar to what you did to Lando, you vicious animal, you. I know. Um, when you like, like I like going back to my mask toys. I had a black car vehicle that shot out saw blades from the front. Yeah, I know, right? Plastic saw blades. They didn't take child safety nearly as serious back then. And I would shoot it like inside of a crack of a wall. Never to be seen again, you know, because nice. back when you told me about Lando, I was expecting you to say never to see him again. You know, he's up there, but he's up there forever, yep. or the roof swallows him and he never see him again. You know, it's like it's like a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare yeah, you, you are not getting that accessory or toy back, like it goes down a storm drain or something like that. You know, that's yeah. uh, that's the kind of th- that was the kind of thing that I would typically deal with in life. Nice. Bewitched. So I don't ever really remember being embarrassed by a toy or playing with a toy, but I was also kind of the wallflower. I really didn't have a lot of friends outside of like, you know, my mom babysat. So I had some, you know, built in friends. They were there. But I don't remember her being embarrassed by oh. actually playing a toy. Um, can't, can't say that I do. Hey, which if it's okay, I'd like to ask Matthew a question then. <laughs> Cause I, 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 I'm the only one that has embarrassing moments. Apparently. You want to talk about bar maybe, situations and all that? Maybe, maybe we did have embarrassing moments. We're just better at suppressing them. I'm just, no, I'm, I'm just more in touch my, with my feelings. <laughs> so tell us, Matthew, tell us your, that secret shame we wanted the oh, the, viewers, the uh, wants to know. Look, I'm I'm an old dude, so I don't have shames from a child from my childhood that much these days. But it, it, I have some stories. So um, I had my GI Joes, uh, had uh, Snake Eyes, uh, was it Snake Eyes, Bazooka, and I only had three of them, and Duke. Sorry, duh, I had Duke. Um, okay. So I had those three, and uh, so I didn't have any female G.I. Joes, and uh, I felt like uh, that these guys should have girlfriends, right? Because naturally, right, they, they needed to have girlfriends. So when my sister wasn't home, my older sister, uh, I snuck into her bedroom and stole a couple of her Barbies. So basically these little... You know, whatever three-inch figs or however five-inch, whatever they were, were dating foot-tall Barbies. And this went on for quite some time. Um, You know, that was just part of it. They'd go fight Cobra and then come home and, you know, go on dates. And I was doing this one day, and I didn't realize my sister was home. So... She opened, you know, I'm in her, I'm in her bedroom playing with, with her Barbies, right? Essentially. And she comes, she comes popping into the room and you know, there, there's a privacy thing, obviously like, you know, what are you doing in my room? What are you doing with my Barbies? And it, it was at the time I was like, Ugh! like deer caught in the headlights. Like, Ugh! But today I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, just, you I, what's, what's your dad? Is your dad home? 
No, my dad was never home. He was working like ten thousand hours a day. <laughs> I, knew the, I knew the I knew the chances were slim, but if your dad happened to hear that statement, oh, you know, I wonder how he would have reacted. You know, you know, that's a, that's a good question. How would dad have reacted to his his kid playing with Barbies? I don't know. Because he's kind of old school like that. I won't you know? tell. I won't tell you what he called me when I carried around my mom's purse for like two days, because that's a okay. that's some trauma. <laughs> but. But yeah, 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 moving moving on. I guess you tell that story, and I can just see you pulling the dark helmet and scrambling to hide all the. No (laughs) doubt, that is. I mean, no, sir. I did not see you playing with your dolls. And and you know, going back to that time, like man, that was right about the time because, you know, that was like man, maybe like ten years old or something. Like that was right about the time that that like. I, you know, I was the, the I say, I've said this before. I was like the poor, I wasn't poor, but I was perceived poor, right? But the poor, right. smart, fat kid with glasses, you know, smelled kind of bad because, you know, A, I was a boy, and B, like we had some plumbing issues at that old house by the river, you know? And just, I was like the, I mean, it, I was a prime target for the bullies. Like, which in, it's, in your it, defense, Matthew, in yeah. your defense, okay, I'm going to back you up here. Yeah, that's cool. You know, it wasn't like he had a Tila available. I knew some kids with Tila, you know, from Masters in the Universe. And if you would have had a Tila, the dating experience would have been far more natural. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I had I had uh, Tila on my He-Man uh, sheets, which that was kind of fun, right? Man, man at arms, uh, Skeletor. Oh man, who was the female sorceress? I can't remember her name. Sorceress, sorceress. sorceress go figure. <laughs> We're very creative on those names. Um, but yeah, like I had those sheets. I, I still, I still have one of them. Strange enough, like I'm, I'm not a hoarder. So for those listening, I'm actually not a hoarder. Like these things have a place. They're not just laying around in big piles and all this stuff. Um, which again, when we get to the Star Wars show, we'll talk about some of that stuff because yeah. you know, we got we got some stuff for that. But but yeah, I, I I was embarrassed at the time, but now I just think it's hilarious, you know, because I'm an old dude and it's okay. And knowing your sister the way she was, I could totally see how that would be uh, awkward. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get along at the time. I mean, we're we're awesome now, but it is what it yeah. is what it is. So, um. Kind of, you know, kind of wrapping this guy up a little bit, right? Because, you know, we, we've had a lot of long podcasts, and it's been a long week. So yep. kind of to wrap this up, all right? So one mention out there before we wrap up. You the have one what? toy. Just I, I have just a mention here, and it dawned on me just like 15 minutes ago. Oh, yeah, get just it, just want to ask this group. So we've mentioned all the big ones, but there was there was one set of toys that I do remember that I played with quite a bit, but I don't think I knew anyone else that had them. It was Silverhawks. And you know what? Anyone that, had Silverhawks. Dude, we are like, I'm, I'm sorry, we must be okay. psychically connected because the question was going to be, what toy line did you want okay. or would you have wanted with, from those cartoons but never got? And oh, for, see, I and, had them. And, and we so, see, but that was okay. the thing. I didn't. So, okay. oh, right. man. Silverhawks were awesome. Yep. Shut up, Marty. Anyways. <laughs> so so there's the question. There's the question, right? So it doesn't have to be one that you didn't have. It doesn't have to be obscure. Um, but, like, what is, you know, even if it's today, 
Like what is a what is a toy line? And I'm I'm not saying a toy, right? Because we're all right. you know we're we're all collectors in some form or another. Mm-hmm. So like, what toy line would you have either loved to have collected but didn't, and or would like to collect now? It could be a two parter. You could have both. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to answer that actually. That's cool. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so going back to your Silverhawks thing, yes, I'm not a huge fan of the show. They are but awesome. I love going over to the old department stores like uh, locally Union Hall, going through the Silverhawks. They had some pretty cool packages. Yep. So I'll give the series some credit there. But uh, I had some of the, this particular toy line, going back to your question. I did have some of them, but I this would have been the one toy line I wish I could have collected all all of because it was within grasp, and that was Visionaries. Mm, yes, you, that could have been done. Yeah, the because uh, I think there was only a total of four vehicles, and I, I don't know how many characters. I'm just estimating here, like maybe sixteen characters, eight good guys, eight bad guys, and that was it. Um, very would have been very achievable back in the day. I wish I, if I was an adult today, and if I liked the show that much, I would have got them all. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Raidus. Well, mine is would be Transformers. Um, I watched them as a kid, but it was just one of those toys. The price point was just a little out of what was acceptable for purchasing of toys that could break. Um. And they were metal, you know, so it was just one of those. Yeah, those just never really jumped out at me. Uh, I thought they were cool, but this like I had some Transformers and had some of the like knockoff ones that were the the plastic ones that were, you know, trademark, but they were the like lesser lines. But that is one I would have loved going back to be able to get all the Gen 1 and have had, you know, the Gen 1 Optimus. The Gen, I would love to have right now. A fully functional working Gen One uh, Megatron. Wow. Thank you, Megatron. Uh, just because of the controversy of that the thing is very hard because it find. was a gun when it yeah, transformed, yeah. like yeah. it fit your hand. Megatron was very breakable, though. That yeah. was yeah. another one that uh, yeah. my brother yeah. had. <laughs> yep. So that would be one. And like, if they were to come out and not be at a stupid price point, because they have re-released. Gen one, you know, recasts and they're all metal and all that, but they're hard to find and ridiculously expensive. I think they're so, like thirty a pop last time they came around. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's for some of the smaller ones. Like if you find I think the Optimus went for like seventy or eighty at one point, if I not more. That, yeah. So and, and it's Optimus like that's great. Is awesome. That's great. And you know, yes, I have spent that kind of money on a single item that is a collectible. But that is with my personality and my spending habits. That is a rabbit hole that once I have one, I, I'm going to spend way too much money on. So yeah, you'll build power to stay away from that. You're going to have to sell your car. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> keeping my car. Just won't run any transformers. Nice. All right. So bewitched. What do you want to collect? What so, do you, what do you collect now? <laughs> Right now, I think the the toys I have the most of are actually like Zelda related, but nice. that's not, you know. It was, anyway, it so was a cartoon. It yeah. was a cartoon. Yes. Um, Pretty good one too. The one that I probably would have wanted to collect all of them, but I never would because there are just so many of them. 
is My Little Pony. There are so many different My Little Ponies. Like, there's My Little Ponies that were never even in the cartoon. They just made them just to make the toys. <laughs> like, there's so many. Um, but what I liked about My Little Pony is that it kept going where even my kids liked them. You know, my 17-year-old, when they were younger, they're going to be embarrassed by this, was was definitely a brony for a few years um, and got very, very into it. Um, but, yeah, we, like it was one where you, I couldn't enjoy it even as my kids were playing with them. But I, yeah, if I could do that, collect all the My Little Ponies, I would have been happy. That's and awesome. Popples. I love Popples. Popples. Popples were great. They they were pretty great. So, so I've lived uh, uh, through my child's eyes. Uh, I've I've done tried to do things for her that I never had, and I spoiled the hell out of her. It's just the way it is. So, um, just a quick sidebar on this. Uh, she, uh, I pretty much got her every single Paw Patrol, and it wasn't just me. the 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 uncles helped, you know. Uh, uh, the 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 uncles helped. The Godfathers helped, um, as far as that goes with the tower uh, and all that, um, which is still an awesome toy that still pops out once in a while, which is great. Um, but so I, you know, again, I grew up, uh, without, which is, which is a good thing in a lot of ways. Um, so I didn't really have the opportunity to collect things, you know, have a legitimate collection of those kinds of toys. Um, but if I could, if I could, you know, go back and get that one, you know, get every single fig of, of that one, it's not one that you guys might think it, it kind of goes back to what Radius was. It's the silver Hawks. Honestly, like I that to me, and we've talked about this before. That is like to me, it's a super underrated cartoon that I wish it would have had more because because right at the tail end of it, it was starting to do some things that you know, if it was by today's standards, it would start going very dark at that point. It wouldn't oh, have definitely. it wouldn't have back then, um, but by today's standards, it would have gone in a direction that would have been you know as an adult watching it, you'd be like, kids don't need to watch this. Cause it was just, it was cool. Right. Um, but I never got an opportunity to do that. But I also, this is something that I would have, that I would love to have. Um, I've, I've never seen it. This is my imagination. I'm sure it exists somewhere in somebody's like man cave or toy collection or something. Popple top thing. Isn't yeah, it? No, no, no. Um, a human sized, um, uh, Unicron from Transformers. Ooh, oh. So I've not seen one live, but I've seen one in a YouTube video. It's someone actually physically moving it, manipulating it, so it was real. Yeah, I would so, love. Yeah. I would love to have that, like you know, in the corner of my of my basement, and then I would have the regular size Transformers. Although technically they'd be tiny if it was the actual to scale, right? But have the the actual like have like a diorama of the the Autobots and honestly I wouldn't necessarily go by the movie because they killed my guy but I would have you know I'd have my Optimus and all that stuff although he was there the last fight but no he wasn't it was Rodimus never mind I'm an idiot so but you know I'd have a diorama of the Autobots fighting uh, (laughs) along you know the the Dinobots and and everybody else like to me that would be awesome like I would just leave it there and if anybody touched it I'd probably slap them you know, and do that kind of thing. So I'd like to ask you guys a quick question though. Yeah, go ahead. 
Was there a toy line that you generally were not interested back then and still are not really interested now, but is still considered fairly popular? Hmm. That's actually a very good question. Hmm. So I'll give you an example to kick things off with that help. Oh, oh, oh wow. Which one's Bewitch is like... I have an answer for that one. Okay. So I'm, I don't know if you guys remember. I'm sure you do. We remember everything. Back when... Cabbage Patch dolls were going crazy. Uh, like you yeah. couldn't buy them. I heard the story about my mom going to the store and not fighting, but like barely getting one of the last Cabbage Patch dolls. And I was never into them at all. Like I don't remember. Like I had a couple. I don't really remember ever really enjoying my time playing with them, but they were all the rage. So that's what I got for Christmas that year. <laughs> And it's too bad you don't still have it. I remember a news report. When I was a kid, I remember seeing a news report of those getting set on fire. Okay. No, no. So, so the fire part of it was at least what I saw was there were these knockoffs being sold, and Uh, and they had basically chemical soaked rags in them as their stuffing, and. (laughs) I my grandma got me one of those, so I so my uh, I I don't remember if both of my I know at least my I think at least my older sister had one, and I had one. I don't know my my little sister was she was probably too young to really have that kind of thing, but yeah, we had the knockoffs and they smelled like like cleaning chemicals, like really bad. It was awesome, like turpentine or something. Pretty much, but <laughs> and they were they were ultra flammable. So, uh, yeah, those didn't last long. So, not yeah, that I caught them on fire, but I would have if I would have known. I'm gonna say an honorable honorable mention, even though I don't think they were actually toys, but they had like trading cards. Going off of that, ca- uh, the instead of Cabbage Patch. No, no you stop kids, it. The garbage pail kids. You're banned. Oh, you're banned. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yo, I, you're banned. I love those trading cards. Like, like I said, they weren't toys, but oh, I you would them? those oh. things. I thought, you, oh, I, was, I thought you were saying Never you hated mind. them. You're back. No, I you're love back. them. No, yeah. I, I didn't like the, the Cabbage Patch Kids or the Cabbage Patch Dolls, but I love the garbage pail kids. They were so okay. gross we're... and disgusting. They were the best things ever. <laughs> So, so for for the listeners out there, um, I am now writing down something. We're going to talk about trading cards at some point on this podcast. <laughs> the only trading card I ever use is is the garbage pail. Well, you won't be on it, so meh. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> You're That's not... fine. You can you can you can uh, think of me. That's well, I'll why. just I'll just pop you in here for like the five minutes for you to talk, and I'll be like, yeah. all right, get out of here, bye. Uh-huh. All right, sounds good. No, that's pretty good. Go ahead, go ahead, Marty. One toy line, though, that I was never really interested in collecting, neither as a kid nor an adult, and some people might give some weird looks for this, I just couldn't get into the whole G.I. Joe thing, and for one simple reason, it was always you had to put it together, and I was terrible at putting it together. I couldn't I couldn't do models for anything, and for <laughs> me, putting, you know, putting together a G.I. Joe toy when I didn't have to do the same for a Transformer... Or a mask figure, or a He-Man thing. Why bother? It just—it just looked like one thing I could just screw up, you know. And I didn't want to. For some reason, I mean, I could—I suppose I could ask my parents to do it, but I just wasn't interested. Nice. So. Nice, nice, nice. So, so Radis, you haven't said anything yet. Yeah, I'm waiting because it's been popples. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everybody's like, um, I love popples. Popples are great. I, I love popples. I hate, I hate popples. I remember very little about popples. I, I think my sister may have had one or two, but it wasn't big in our house. So, uh, just kind of looking through a list here, and really the only toy line that I could, because I had He Man, I had TNT, I had GI Joe, uh, I had a couple Transformers, which is one I would want to buy now, but. I don't remember a whole lot, but I do remember them. But the Smurf toys, apparently oh, Smurf yeah. toys were big. I remember them, but again, I don't remember them as much of a toy as it's kind of like, you know, trolls where you get this little thing, and you're like, ah, but you didn't do much with them. But apparently they were pretty big. So I, I would think that just looking at some of these pictures, I do remember having one or two of them, but it wasn't anything that, you know, and that was a huge cartoon. It was even a huge cartoon. For me, that was another one of those Saturday morning cartoons I watched, but just none of those toys ever that I can remember ever jumped out to me like, oh, you know, walking through a toy aisle going, yep, I want a Smurfs. And looking at them now, I was like, nah, nothing I really would be interested in collecting or owning. Maybe one, but just to have the one just for the irony of it, but not, you know, if I had Transformers, it'd be like you, Matthew, they would be. In multiple, you know, I would want two Optimus, one cases, in statue, yeah. one in you know, truck yeah. form, yeah, but just <laughs> Smurfs, Smurfs in, in general. Uh, the toy line just wasn't as I'm looking at these, so all right. Well, um, glad you had something to say about that, Gargamel. So, um, for <laughs> me personally, <laughs> um, for me personally, and this is funny because like I think all three of you, uh, have talked about this. At least on some form or another. Um, love the cartoon, love all the media around it, but I was never into Ninja Turtles. Like I can mm. understand why people would want it. Like I get that. You know, they they look like good toys, but to me, um, and, and it, maybe if I would have read the comic first instead of the watching the cartoon, maybe I would have had a different appreciation for it. But it just wasn't my thing. They weren't, they weren't violent enough. <laughs> I mean, I know really? they no because okay. Now bear with me because in the cartoon, yeah, they fought people and whatever. Um, and I know you're gonna argue and say GI Joe and He Man never kill anybody either. They never um, even hit anybody. But but I understand. <laughs> but they were just they were not serious, right? Even like, once in a while they'd get a little serious, but they're always joking around and whatever. Honestly, man, I because they're teenagers. They're yeah, they're so I'm gonna <laughs> tell a quick story. So teenage mutant ninja turtles, right? So I was talking to my cousin one day at the cottage we that my uh, grandparents had, and he's he's a little bit older than me, and he he actually told me a pretty. I mean, it was I was a little kid at the time, or you know, I was like just old enough to uh, for ninja turtles to come out, and he was like, yeah, he goes. Basically, you know, there's like four guys around a fire. This is not a true story. This is just what he said, okay? He, he, this is not a true story. So don't fact check me. I know it's not real. Um, but he's like, yeah, basically there was like four guys sitting around a fire smoking weed. And he's like, they're talking about the next, the next big thing, right? And the first guy, you know, takes a puff of the whatever joint or whatever. And he's like, man, you know, the next big thing. It needs to be teenagers. Teenagers are, are where it's at. You know, they're the ones who are going to be taking over this country here pretty soon. And, you know, they're the they're the they're our market. That's what we're going to be going for is teenagers. Passes it over to the next guy. Takes a puff. Huh. 
Well, what about mutants, man? You know, the X-Men. Mutants. Mutants are cool. You know, we got to have some mutants in this thing. All right, pass the whatever to the next guy. Takes a puff. Nah, man, ninjas. Ninjas are where it's at. This is what it is. It's ninjas. Passes it on to the next guy. I like turtles. <laughs> and thus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was born. That is not a true story. That's what he told not me. Close. And I was so gullible when I was a little kid, I believed it and uh, still do. Just kidding, I don't. Um, <laughs> well, now I can, I can understand why you're not into it because that is lame. And not even close, but to me it was hilarious at the time. Oh, I find it hilarious right now, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. So final thoughts. Toys. Love them, hate them. Sad that they're not as cool as when we were kids. Yeah, no. Everybody at once. That was awesome. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I will say let's have Bewitch go first this time. So um I just kind of want to some honorable mentions of ones that we didn't quite mention. That's okay. Um, um, Teddy Ruxpin. You guys remember Teddy Ruxpin? <laughs> there was a cartoon for that too. It was there awful. There was a cartoon. And, but he, the toy is like you got to put the, the, the cassette, um, cassette, in, there. The cassette yeah. in his belly and he would like talk to you. It was the greatest thing ever. Especially when it was Metallica. Um, it was like one of my one of my favorite toys because I had no friends. Um, <laughs> oh my that we had you have friends now. Um, That's what's important. <laughs> um, and then pound puppies. Like even my brother got into pound puppies. I love yep. pound puppies. And that that was a cartoon too for a while. Yep. Um oh. and yeah, those are those are my honorable mentions. I'll throw in Care Bears. We did talk about oh no, I maybe well, I didn't. That was talk a pos- that was a past podcast. Yeah. But yeah, Care Bears, that was a honestly that was a legit I, toy line. I mean, I know they were, I had they were more stuffies. List. But yeah. yeah, I had it on my list, and I think I thought I said it, but I don't think I did. Yeah, I I would say they're a legit toy line. Uh, I I had I think I had the I had one of them. I think it was the raccoon, but it was one of the Care Bear cousins or whatever. I I think yep. I had the raccoon when I was a kid, um, which I my I found one at a at a garage sale, an original, and I bought that, washed it, you know, and all that stuff. But my daughter has it now, so. Cool. Um, but yeah, that one, yeah, I'll get, yeah. So Care Bears, another honorable mention, not something I would want to collect now, not something that I was into too much when I was a kid, but yeah, definitely a legit toy. Yeah. Yep. Next. So on your actual question though, um, you gave us just no and all that. And I think the answer to it is all of the above. Uh, I think toys are great. Um, and when you're a kid, you know, that's, I think, you know, most kids have a lot of fond memories playing with toys. Um, I also think it, it kind of does help with like social issue, not issues, but uh, socializing with other kids because just getting two or three kids in a room with nothing. They don't really interact with each other, especially today. But if you get them toys and they're the right age and the right group, they can really bring, you know, several kids together with a common cause. Um, I also think they're really horrible because uh, <laughs> they can be a money sink. Oh, yeah. Um, and just having gone through the garage sale incident, you know, uh, <laughs> the garage sale incident of '89. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty close. Uh, you know, uh, it's just one of those. And when I say no, it's kind of a tongue in cheek no, um, just because when you get to our age and you look back and you're like, man, you know, I really think I had that Boba Fett with a leather cape when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> You did. You did. Sold it. You didn't for like 
10 cents at a garage sale. Um, and then I think as they get older, I think toys take on a new life, especially in today's society where all things geek are now accepted by everybody. So if you are a 40 something year old man looking at, you know, transformers at a toy store, um, and you walk out with two or three of the same one, you don't get the same looks that you would have in the eighties and have to explain it's for my kid. Now you have other parents walking up to you and go, ah, if they, they have one more of those, I need that one for my collection. So I think it's, it's a good thing for adults to also be able to socialize around. It's just not as much playing and as more, you know, collecting and displaying. But again, back to the no, it's also a huge money sink as an adult, even worse than it is buying for kids. Because as you said earlier, the Paw Patrol Tower has made an appearance once or twice, but she's probably got about, what, another year? And that will probably ever come out ever again. Yeah, and, I, I know, would say so. It's kind of sad. That's, uh, you know, it's kind of a sad thing when you watch a child or even as a child, you're growing up and then you look back and you're like, wow, that was such a huge part of my life for like three years. And then gone. Just, it's not even like a... It's it's not even it 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 is and isn't the Toy Story where it's like oh he slowly outgrows it no it is the I'm playing with Woody and then all of a sudden boom I'm done with Woody and it's moved on to Buzz but you never go back to Woody so yeah it's kind of a sad memory well too. well you do you do when you're our age and you're like oh yeah well, I remember. Yeah, yeah yeah but you're not well you shouldn't be playing hey. with Woody you should be the dude who's repairing him and putting him up in a little display. But it'd be Painting sad the in shoe. the display, <laughs> Marty. Well, I can I can talk to both you guys' points that you've uh, both kind of mentioned here. Radius, I'm going to cautiously disagree when you say, um, you know, toys are necessary to get kids to socialize. It's necessary. Well, helpful. Well, let's if put I said necessary, I apologize. It could be well. I'm not, not going to try to put words in your mouth either. But uh, you know, it's whether it be toys or if I hand them five cardboard boxes, kids, kids will be kids. There's truth to that. Like I said, <laughs> and, 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 and like I said, I was the kid who largely played with uh, sticks, rocks, and and sand. So. Right. So you know, you know, that's one thing that I was kind of thinking about with kids and toys is in terms of not saturating them because I could get my package in Amazon, hand them all the bubble wrap that came with it, and they're occupied for a half hour. No, um, I'm talking about kids, not cats. <laughs> same difference. Yeah. yeah. Now, and to Matthew's they, point, you know, one of my one of my uh, wish lists in life, it's not strong enough to call it a bucket list item or a must-do, but it is something I would like to accomplish at some point. You know, going back to the visionaries uh, example, and since you mentioned Paw Patrol, this is something for you to think about. I've always wanted to get a full set of the next best toy line and hold on to it for 20 years and just sell it off. Oh, you're talking picking a line that's out now that everyone wants to get all of it, hoard it for 20 years, and then bring it out and be like, all right, yeah, here's the next, you know. They already yeah. tried that with the Beanie Babies. It didn't work. It, well, Beanie, well ba- Beanie Babies doesn't work because there's too many of them. Like when I mentioned the Visionaries earlier, there was only like a very fine set, finite set of figures. It doesn't have to be the most popular show out there. They just have to be rare. 
and it, then a full set has to be even more rare. That's the goal. So it's okay. like, like if you if you were able if you're able to get like all the 1985 uh, or 83 or 84 Transformer lines, you know, all 12 of the Autobot cars and all six of the Decepticon figures or however many there are, you know, you sell them as one lot, you can get a pretty penny for that. You know, I'd love to be able to, I would have been, I would have loved to have paid $4.99 per figure and then sell them for, you know, even 60 bucks, you know, in 2021. You know, just just to say I was able to do it. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's not even the uh, financial gain, but uh, it's like I said, it, it's it's a it's a it's on the wish list, but it's not a bucket list. If that makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah, so, so be cool to do, but not something you're going to strive to do, right? So yeah, as far as far as like the the toy, you know, we we've kind of like bounced around on this last thing, but just just kind of where I'm at now. So. Um, uh, I record this thing in my basement, right? It's a little bit finished, not all the way, but I have it kind of set up as my space, right? Not my space, the social media platform, but my actual space in my home. So, but just what's e- my space? What's my space? Stop it. Kidding, so, so just kind of looking around, you know, looking around this room, you know, uh, I've got some Star Wars figs and and vehicles. I got the Millennium Falcon over there, not like an original, but like a you know one of the newer ones. Um, I've got um, I have a, a, a partially destroyed uh, Slave One, courtesy of Bewitched, which it's sitting over there. It's displayed. I've I've got a Clone Trooper helmet. If you can't tell, I love Star Wars. Um, I've got some droids. I've got uh, uh, some. I got Doctor Doom over there, you know, which represents uh, Marty. I've got Kane and Jarrus from the Star Wars Rebels. I mean, there's toys just like. I mean, they're not everywhere, but I've got like little kind of knickknacky things. And no, I'm not a hoarder. Okay, they're on display. They're all nice and whatever. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, but so there, I mean, there's definitely a place for it in, in today's society, you know, and when people come down, um, that, you know, aren't regulars and they, you know, Hey, you know, you want to check out my space, you know, my space down in the, in the basement. Cool. Like we look at it and they're like, Oh, wow. That's, Oh, that's neat. Neat. Nobody's ever like, you're an idiot. You have toys. They're all like, Oh man, that's cool. I wish I had that. You know, I wish I had like a little display case or something because it is socially accepted, uh, accepted now. And, and, um, you know, I'm going to just kind of throw a shout out because of that. You know, thank you to all the, the pioneers of, of, you know, geekdom or whatever we want to call it, right? Making it more acceptable. Whether, you know, that's your, your you know, your Stan Lees who are just, you know, who are a pimp in their own right as far as that go. Like, they were, he was awesome, right? And, or your Leonard Nimoy's, you know, just, just people who, you know, they, they embodied the spirit of, of, of just just fun, right? Like these are, these are fun things in my opinion. You know, some people take it seriously, God bless them, but these are like fun things and and making things acceptable. Like, you know, it's not uncommon for me to see somebody in a comic shop, you know, picking up a couple of books or, you know, picking up a fig or something that if I would have seen them in that comic shop, or if I would have even seen them near the comic shop, you know, 30 years ago, that kind of person, I would have expected to get you know, bullied or, you know, beat up or something. So it's like, it's actually kind of awesome, you know, that we, we all have this, 
you know, we have this platform that we can talk about it, but that for the most part, there's not any judgment there anymore. And if there is, we just don't care. Like, we don't care what you think. And you can judge us. Yep. Like we always say, you can have your own opinion and you have a right to it, even if it's wrong. But that being said, <laughs> let's do plugs. Uh, so rate us. Plugs. Come on, man. You got one now. You can use one of mine too. Uh, trying to think of plugs I got that's fit for this topic, but we'll just stick with the traditional ones. Um, so I'm going to shout out Cataclysm in the Rockford area and Fantasy Shop here in St. Louis for the same reason. They're gaming shops, but uh, being the older generation, they also do carry a lot of toys in there for stuff that we may be looking for. If you're looking for, you know, reissues of stuff or statues or anything along those lines. Um, shop at both shops. They're both great shops. Um, employees are really nice at all locations. Um, I'm also going to plug this podcast. We now have a Twitter account. It's semi up and running. So um, it is the Game Files PC at Twitter. Um, give us a follow. Try and you'll start seeing more. We'll be doing announcements of upcoming shows when shows go live and some polls out there. Um, you stole one from me earlier from about toys. I don't remember what it was now, so I guess uh, I won't plug that one. So Okay. Yep. So, Marty, I know you got two because I want you to plug your channel and our friend Tav. Actually, I was looking right at Tav's stuff. Uh, Tav has a business called NSB Comics. Uh, he has a shop located at Cherville Mall here in the Rockford, Illinois metro area. He also does uh, regional tours of various uh, comics and toy conventions and shows. He has, a, I'm not sure when you're posting this one up, Matthew, but he does have uh, several shows uh, next going into next uh, month in March uh, 2021. Uh, weekend of March 6th through the 7th, he's going to be in Peoria, Illinois. He's got a couple more in Iowa uh, the following weeks. And this guy, you know, you want to talk about obscure toys and bewitched, you know, for you, I know he carries some garbage pail kids. Next time I see him, I'll try to snag you some. Thanks. Happy and, best uh, day. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'll see, I'll see what I can do for you. I'll try to give you a hookup. Uh, meanwhile, I also do have my channel, Mad Respect TV. I do casual gamer reviews for us, uh, Older people with responsibilities. I also try to do a few uh, life lesson uh, bits and a few other things. That is on YouTube, uh, Mad Respect TV. So, uh, Matthew, how about you? Well, let's uh, let's hit up uh, Bewitch in case she has any. Is there oh, any sorry, anywhere no, that you would I'm like people to go? Uh, yeah. That's right. I I have no plugs. I'm sorry. No plugs. <laughs> just earplugs. No plug. um, that. Yep. All right, so yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, plug uh, Retro Retro Retro. It's a podcast from our friend Raven J. Actually, funny enough, so we planned this topic, uh, what, like three or four weeks ago? Because we, you know, we kind of have a, a schedule now. Um, right. Yeah, so uh, yesterday uh, on my way to work, I pop up Retro, or I pop up my podcast and Retro 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 had a new one on there. And it's about Marvel. Well, the the first part about it of it is about Marvel uh, Legends, the toy, the toy line. So I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fitting. And so I've I've uh, listened to that really great podcast. They did a previous one, 
And honestly, it's just a lot of information and just, you know, these guys have a passion for what they're talking about. Most of the time, retro topics, but, you know, they touch on some more modern things and this and that, um, as long as it has some kind of retro uh, aspect to it. Um, and then we also have uh, Saturday Night Freak Show, um, uh, Colin and the gang reviewing movies, uh, you know, definitely give them a listen. Uh, they're, you know, they're good people. They do a good, they do a good job of explaining things and, you know, uh, making making me look at certain movies in different ways that I might not have looked at in that way before. So, um, so I'd like to thank all of you for joining me today. Uh, so, uh, Bewitched, thanks for joining us. Thank you again. All right, Mad Marty, as always. Always a pleasure, guys. And the ever present Radis. Definitely love it. Wouldn't miss it. All right, so you know, hey. Follow us on stuff, right? Our Twitter account, Game Files PC, right? You got yep. uh, the Game Files podcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. Uh, social media wise, uh, other than Twitter, um, you probably can find us on Facebook somewhere or another. Um, and just, uh, you know, like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff that everybody always says that, you know, is overrated. But seriously, if you like what you hear, feel free to share it. Tell your friends. Uh, and if you hate it, just keep it to yourself. Um, <laughs> message us silently and tell us that we're terrible. But that being said, appreciate it, all you listeners. Appreciate all my guests. And uh, y'all have a good night. Take care. Peace. What is that? Come on, guys. Welcome aboard the Turtle Blimp. Does this thing actually work? Just watch. It's the Turtle's gigantic and wacky attack aircraft, the Turtle Blimp, featuring pistol grip and wacky bombs with trigger release. Cowabunga! And of course, with the detachable Turtle Glider, the boys can drop in anytime for pizza or punch. From Playmates. You. Rainbow Bright? Who's she? She's my friend, and she has the power of the rainbow to make you happy. <gasps> She's beautiful. Look at her hair, and her purple star, and shiny dress. Rainbow Bright, you make me happy. <laughs> rainbow Bright makes everyone happy. <laughs> rainbow Bright has a purple star on her cheek, and a rainbow star on her dress. She's by Mattel. Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet, Jetfire. But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon, Shockwave. Beastman's Beast Man's map for Battle Armor He-Man. Beastman, Battle Armor He-Man, and Skeletor each sold separately. Take that! Just a dent. And that! More dents. But look! They're gone! Only He-Man has this power. Oh, yeah? Battle Armor Skeletor has it, too. Now the real fun begins. Battle Armor Skeletor and He-Man figures each sold separately from the Masters of the Universe collection. Beastman figure also sold separately from Mattel. <laughs>